Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Forrester's CX Cast. This is Sam Stern, joined in studio by my colleague, Ryan Hart. Hi, Ryan. Hi, good morning, Sam. And listeners, this is a real treat because Ryan was uh, late of Singapore, now of San Francisco, so it's not every day that he's here with us in Cambridge. So we figured we'd take advantage and Ryan talk to you about how customer experience professionals prioritize. Mm -hmm. uh, prioritization is one of our six customer experience management maturity competencies. How do you think about prioritization? Well, we say that oftentimes when we talk in terms of the six competencies of a mature customer experience organization, we say that really culture is like the first of equals, right? Mm -hmm. First among equals. And so we talk about your stream research about culture is quite important. But when I talk to customers and I talk to clients, they're struggling with prioritizing all of these different initiatives that are on their desk. In your typical company, you may have hundreds or thousands or even millions of interactions going on every week or every month. And really what I see is that, you know, you have a small customer experience team of maybe five people, seven people. They've got pressure from different stakeholders. They've got a number of different initiatives on their desk. They've got limited budgets. So really, where do they place their bets in, to actually get the biggest bang for the buck in terms of impact to the customer, impact to the business? How do they create a sustainable framework that actually allows them to continually improve the customer experience with really not burning anyone out on the team? Yeah. Okay. So prioritization then from a customer experience perspective is not uh, just do whatever the customer wants and prioritize that. Correct. That's what happens in a lot of those situations is you have it's really the squeaky wheel gets the oil. The customers are shouting at you about the login. And you might have you know, customers complaining about some function on the website, for example. But oftentimes what we see is that those tend to be low-value customers. Mm. And so what happens and what I tend to see in a lot of organizations is that the high-priority customers as a result, I mean the high-priority, I mean high-value customers, whether it's by revenue, whether it's by cost to serve, usage, mm -hmm. um, political clout, there's a number of different factors. Those customers' experience gets neglected because you're always firefighting these customers that are complaining about one thing or, or going out and, and you know really wreaking havoc on, on the, the voice of the customer data saying that, oh, these things need to be fixed first. But really, what you need to be doing is first focus on the highest value part of the business. So you're looking at, let's say, if we're, we're talking about a typical bank, let's say the high net worth individuals in the private bank, for example, Let's say that they generate a higher revenue than, than your typical retail customers. You take a look at those customers, then who are the most important customers within that private banking segment? What are the most important journeys that those customers take? What are then the most important interactions that those customers take in those journeys or experience that actually contribute to revenue, uh, loyalty, uh, and, and stickiness? Yeah, well, that's really interesting because you're, you're in that example you're getting down to a subset of your total clients, probably a very small minority, even though they represent a large piece of the business. And then from there, an even smaller set of their interactions or your touch yep. points. So suddenly in prioritizing, you're prioritizing, as the word would suggest, in my mind, it's sort of like, oh, whatever the customer wants, but it's actually whatever matters most to this very small group of customers is where we start, where we yes, focus. Correct. Because then ultimately what you want to do then is those learnings and what you learn and, and, and kind of the, the projects and initiatives that come out of focusing on that first will then inform other parts of the business. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so two questions for you. One, to prioritize anything, you have to deprioritize other things. And you were sort of suggesting what you would deprioritize or you know maybe pay less attention to than you might have before, right? The loud or the most vociferous complaint 
well, we're going to, before we respond or take action immediately, we're going to maybe check whether that's worth our time and attention. But I wonder how you would advise a company to think about that, to talk about that, to communicate about that, that these customers aren't as much a priority. It doesn't mean we don't value them at all, but how do you sort of have that conversation? Because I could see how that could be delicate for sure. th- those customers or parts of the business that serve those customers. Yep. Uh, and so that's really what I'm leading towards in stream research that I'm working on yeah. now. So it'll be part of the playbook. Those reports are scheduled to be out live at the end of September or go live around that time. Really what we're trying to do is equip customer experience professionals with some rigor or some structure around yeah. saying, okay, I've got 25 different initiatives. Some of these are high-value customers. Some of these are lower-value customers. But also taking into consideration, okay, what's going to have the greatest impact for our high-value customers, but also what is going to impact the business in a positive way? So we look at what are some of the corporate strategies that are underpin the business? So are we looking yeah. to acquire, going into a new market? Are we looking to cut costs? So what, what are those? And then you also look at what stakeholders actually are keen to work with you. So if Obviously, you know, so oftentimes what I see in a lot of companies is the most highest value segments are areas of the business that are quite protected. So very complex mm. customers are very difficult to work with stakeholders. Wouldn't it be easier then to go with, let's say, a second tier yeah. customer set or area of the business where the stakeholders are very keen to improve the customer experience and they're very keen to work with you to collaborate, to create some improvements in that area. And so what you do is you want to come up with a prioritization mechanism or framework that you can actually use to empower the customer experience professional to basically say, you know, I'm going to say no to these initiatives because it doesn't fit this criteria that I've set out. It needs to, right. it needs to positively impact the business this way. It needs to actually impact this amount of customers. And then I think that's a little bit easier conversation to have if you say, I appreciate your eagerness to improve the customer experience, but we can't actually focus on that right now. Right. If you have the criteria, that in and of itself is something that can be part of the conversation that you're having with people, right? Well, we are more intentional, more planful about how we prioritize. And so I can sit here and tell you it's not an arbitrary thing where I'm saying no to you, but it's based on the set of criteria that as an organization, maybe you weren't part of that conversation, but as an organization, we agreed on these. You gave us that example of the high net worth clients. You just complicated that slightly, but I think appropriately. So can you talk a little bit more about that? It really depends on the company. So let's take, I would say the vast majority of companies base their most valuable customers on revenue. But let's say if you are, for example, a utility company and revenue is not an issue. So they may be, we have a utility company in Canada that actually bases it on usage like a larger customer is based on, on whatever commodity that they're actually using. Or you have in Australia, I worked on a project where they were based on on political clout because basically what they realized, it was very interesting because this was actually a water company in, in Australia, and they said if a customer calls to say that a pipe broke, for example, near their house, they would close off the streets and everything near that house, but they would have no consideration of the school. Maybe if that was right in front of a school, for example, yeah, that would disrupt parents. It would disrupt the traffic getting into the school. But what they didn't really realize was actually the school was one of their largest aggregate customers. Right. So if they negatively impact the school, the political clout that actually the school district has <laughs> can go to the government and says, this is really disrupting our school. They can actually lose their contract with the, right. with the, with the city to provide that utility. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a good example. And you're right. Utility industry as a whole, not motivated by revenue exactly. in, that, in the same way as, uh, as other industries might yep. be. So I can imagine, this is an assumption, but I can imagine that what you prioritize might need to change over time. And how do you think about that mm-hmm. as a company? And how do you evaluate whether it is an appropriate time to change what you're prioritizing? Yeah, I think that's an important point, Sam. 
as you know from our playbooks, they, they go really from three levels. So we're talking about establishing a prioritization framework, optimizing that framework, and then innovating on it. What I see is happening at the optimization and innovation level is that basically you're afforded the opportunity to pivot based on market sediment. I mean, it could be based on customer sediment. It could be on based on market conditions, for example. Well, we're just going into a new market. We're trying to acquire new customers. And then let's say something negative happens. All of a sudden, things change. Now we need to shift. And now we need to say, okay, now we're not looking to acquire new customers. We're actually trying to retain existing customers. So you can create a mechanism. And I've seen one, Barclay Card, for example, uses a really nice one where they actually weight these different factors that they've prioritized based a percentage. And so where's the weight of those? And so they yeah. can actually change those on actually the digital mechanism that they use to actually weight those different factors mm. to then allow them to say, okay, next three months, we need to do this. We need to change that. And so yeah. that actually dynamically change those yeah. priorities. Dial up certain yep. priorities and dial Correct. down others. Exactly. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's, that's great. So it's, it could be all these factors are in the model, yep. but if we tune up one and tune down another, what we're going to do will change. Exactly. Yeah. What's really interesting is because prioritization, um, just like anything else and what we talk about and evangelize in the customer experience practices that you really need to adopt this uh, agile, iterative yeah. mindset. And, and certainly with prioritization as well, things are changing so quickly, you need to be able to be iterative and agile with your prioritization as well. The prioritization framework, I can see how upfront it can guide you in what you do and what you focus on. How do you ensure that once you've made that decision, okay, we're going to fund this project or back that initiative, that the way they get executed is actually you know, connected to why you prioritize them in the first place? In my mind, what that really goes back to is having a clear customer experience strategy. Essentially, you have your brand, which is your brand promise. That's the type of experience that you're promising to the market. Your CX vision then is built around, okay, how do we actually express that, that brand promise in actual experiences? And then the CX strategy is the tactical delivery of how we actually then take those principles and the vision that we have for the customer experience and then deliver that. And I think that once you prioritize these items, you really have to have a customer experience strategy that's very pragmatic and very tactical that says, okay, this is why we prioritized it. Everyone understands we're all on board. Okay, then what do I, what do, I do? How do I actually deliver that? Yeah. And so I have a strategy that actually tells me if I'm just sitting in the call center, for example, how can I actually be more transparent to my clients? Or how can I actually show that we're a very honest institution? And what are those behaviors? So it really is then the prioritization framework needs to exist within a mature, larger world of customer experience management, right? Uh, which is, is an obvious thing to say. And yet what you're pointing to is that it's going to connect into these other disciplines. And I think that's what it would always go back to then. Okay, we're prioritizing... Based on what? Okay, we're going back to the CX vision. What is yeah. our vision? The complication comes when you have multiple stakeholders, you have multiple corporate strategy interests, digital strategy, you have all these different things at play. And ultimately, you need to assess that based on the impact to the business and the impact to the customer. Got it. Thank you for joining us on CXCast in person. Always a treat. And listeners, we will post some links to some relevant research. As Ryan alluded to, more to come uh, next month as you're listening to this in September when we publish these full set of reports on how to prioritize your customer experience initiatives. But thank you for joining us this week on CXCast and goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of CXCast. And remember... Your customer's perception is your customer experience reality.